0: That sci-fi love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mart, face evil's mind. Everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman.
1: I'm Mark Marble.
0: And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode 269. 69, dudes! <laughs> Sorry, some Bill and Ted right there to start off your uh, 2017. Yeah, first episode of 2017.
1: woo Finally. <laughs> picking it up where we left off.
0: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, the uh, we're back. So, uh... Whew. Man, 2016. Uh, let's, uh, well, first of all, we're not—we we don't want this episode to be too very too long, but we'll just do something, I guess. How was your holiday, Mark?
1: <laughs> For the most part, it was good. It didn't end particularly well, but it was good most as far as looking at it from right before Christmas through New Year's itself. Overall, I would say it was pretty good, relatively successful. How about yours, Chad?
0: <laughs> uh I promise guys we're not like reading from cue cards. I don't care what it sounds like. <laughs>
1: oh, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm fine. Laugh track and applause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha ha ha. He, he, he.
0: <laughs> uh it was good, it was good. Spent some time with the, my dad and stepmom and then rolled over to my friend Tara's house to meet her mom and dad and all of them and hang out with them, and then rolled over to my uh uh I don't know what you'd call them, my, my brother-in-law's family, since I've always been kind of close to them, hung out with them for a little while. And then once you go see Rogue One, so saw Rogue One.
1: Yes, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Not exclusively, yeah. but we but it will be tied into the theme of our next episode.
0: That's right. Uh, and then, you know, New Year's was fine. Uh, it was obviously a very busy December car sales-wise, and that's part of the reason you haven't heard an episode from us in a little bit, guys, it's extremely extremely busy in the months of uh well november not so much but december for sure and then obviously it's kind of rolling into january since you got to kind of wrap up some of the stuff from december but otherwise good i got a new schedule at work and i don't have the same days off anymore which might make scheduling trying to record a little odd but on the plus side my days off aren't the same they sort of like rotate each week so that means eight times a year i get a three-day weekend so maybe i'll be more rested and you know Willing to do and willing and able to do stuff. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. My first uh, three-day weekend is as we record this coming up this weekend. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday will be all mine. Nice. Mine, so uh, <laughs> Mine!
1: How appropriate.
0: That's all right. I'm just going to sleep the entire time is what I'm going to do. But it was good. It was good. Got a lot of Green Lantern stuff for Christmas, uh, related stuff for Christmas. So that was a lot of fun, which you can see if you go over to our Facebook page. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're back. Um, we're going to, uh, start off this year with a review. And, uh, because we are talking, uh, review episodes, we gotta start off with Green Lanterns. Uh, we're gonna talk issues number 12 and 13 from the month of December to wrap up the year. So, uh, I guess I'm going first, right?
1: (sighs) Yes, yes you are. Alright, so, uh...
0: Oh hey, uh, I guess they're soliciting the Volume One of Green Arrow already. January of this. Oh okay, well cool. All right, sorry, I've, I'm a little behind on some of my DC Rebirth reading, and Green Arrow is one of the titles I wanted to read, so I already see the trade is solicited. Interesting. Um, so we start off with in uh, uh, on issue number twelve. Uh, are you all right? You kind of fell over. You okay?
1: You all right. Yeah, I had to put I had to I had to put the headset down so I would keep wouldn't keep getting Jim and Dan's Facebook conversation. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> uh, my, I don't. Have, it's ironic. I don't have Facebook open on the computer, but yet my phone. But it kept ringing on my phone. It's like let me go put my phone under a blanket. So <laughs> and I was hoping I wouldn't miss anything, but clearly I did.
0: Sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, issue 12 opens uh, with a big shot of the ring. Ironic towards me and from from me and Mark, but whatever.
1: Uh, And the whole reason why the Facebook thing is chiming. (laughs) Uh,
0: So we're opening with kind of a nice shot of the Phantom Ring as well as other rings in space. We kind of catch up where we left off. We see uh, Frank going nuts with his... um, Orange lantern ability, kind of everything is hovering in the air around him, uh, which is interesting because just so, uh, as a shout-out for DC fans uh, who are following the whole lineup, you can see... What do they call that line? The superhero girls? Is that what they're calling it? I think so. Yeah, because there's Harley, there's Supergirl, and you can see very clearly that that Wonder Woman on the very bottom is definitely designed as that. But anyways, Frank's going nuts, so... um, Uh, Jessica and Simon fly in to take uh, care of the situation as best they can, really. Um, He shoots up through the roof of this house that he's flown into. Uh, The ceiling begins to collapse, and Jessica and Simon take care of the uh, residents inside. Cut to years ago, and we see Frank on a date at a carnival in Coast City. Um, and right at this moment is when Hal Jordan Green Lantern shows up and saves some kids. Um, saves some kids, or is he just having fun with them? I think he's just having fun. He's showing off a little, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it looks it.
0: Yeah, uh, he's putting them in little construct chairs and flying them through the air. Uh, how many tickets does that cost, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anyways, um, Frank sees him up in the air. Uh, before Hal showed up, his date was about to kiss him, and then she says, where were we? And Frank is gone. Frank has, it's kind of like right at that moment that Frank has dedicated his life to, you know, getting a Green Lantern ring and perfecting himself, mind, body, and soul to get that. Uh, Seems like he kind of forgot the soul part. Uh, And the mind part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, in uh, Coast City today, uh, Frank shows up in his old ratty apartment hollering for Volthoom, uh, he goes through the range of emotions from uh, fear to rage to back to avarice. Volthoom tells him to be quiet. Uh, he is draining some of the life essence and, and uh, energy knowledge from uh, Ramy into himself. Uh, he's basically telling him, you fool, get a hold of yourself. Don't you want to be, you know, this the, the lantern, he says. Uh, the, the ring demands more than attempts. It requires domination of all that that will oppose you. You are a, are you a pathetic weakling or are you worthy of the phantom ring? He thinks to himself and he becomes green lantern once more. Meanwhile, Jessica and Simon are trying to hunt down Frank and Jessica tries to talk Simon into slightly going easy on him, going easy on Frank because, you know, she doesn't really necessarily believe in her own worthiness of the ring. And if she had the phantom ring, she would probably go yellow, you know, you know I'd go yellow, uh, so, would you just try and punch me, or would you try and talk me down, and they think to himself, and Simon thinks to himself, he's like, well, I want the ring for himself, and Jessica's kind of thinking about her own thing, meanwhile, the ring alerts them to the presence of Frank over at Memorial Park, which we saw at the beginning of Blackest Night, you guys remember, um, uh, was it Blackest Night or was it Sinestro Corps War? I think it was Blackest Night. We saw it at the beginning of, right? Uh,
1: the begin. I don't actually remember at this moment.
0: Well, I think so because they were because it opened with them celebrating all the dead heroes. Oh
1: yeah, that yeah that was that would be that would be Blackest Night then. Yeah, I think I know what you're mm. talking about now. <laughs> <But> so <laughs> Memorial. No, go ahead. No, it's all right. It's, it's irrelevant. I'll add it at the end.
0: Yeah. So Memorial Park is where the Green Lantern power battery is it's a little statue of one and you can see a bunch of uh, people around it kind of just it's, it's in memory of, of the former Coast City and all the all the heroes, um, regular citizens and stuff, uh, police, firefighters, military so on and so forth who have died you know uh, over the years. Frank is floating in the air and gets all full of himself and says you want to take a picture with me, so on and so forth. White, when Simon and Jessica show up, he goes into full fear mode and says, well uh, I know know it'll take care of you guys. If you losers can't leave me alone then I'll fight you with your biggest fears and creates a couple of constructs, versions of themselves. And the next part uh, is coming. We have writer Sam Humphreys Eduardo Panseca, Pencils, Julio Ferreira, Inks, Blonde on Colors, Dave Sharp Letters, Robson Roca, Joe Prado, and Rod Reese on the cover, Emanuela Lupicino,
1: and Michael
0: Ative, Ative, Ative,
1: Ativa? It's a Y, so it could be Atia.
0: Variant cover, Andrew Marino, assistant editor, Mike Cotton, editor, and uh, some schmuck is the group editor.
1: (laughs) (coughs) All right, so uh, that's that. Are we talking about them individually or as a whole? Uh, as a whole, let's
0: just yeah. There's not much individually. Yeah, let's talk about. Well, there's less
1: individually in this issue. Yes, uh, sure. But back again to the old uh, Coast City Memorial, the Memorial Park for Coast City, which was not supposed to be destroyed, the New Fifty Two. <laughs> but I think we've. I think we. I, I've I when I noticed that when I read these two issues, the first thing that popped into my mind is what I think I think I'm comfortable making peace with the idea. The real issue was that Dan DiDio should have shut the hell up and not made that comment. <laughs> <laughs> that in practical terms, Coast City really was destroyed because by not having it destroyed, but yet everything else related to Hal and Parallax being the same created so many potential problems. That it's much easier to just realize he said something he should have said, and Coast City really was destroyed. That's probably the better way to remember it. <laughs> at least the way people have been writing it, because people keep, you know, going back to when pa- Parallax showed up at the, in the end of the Green Lantern run, you know, in Venditti's run. It's easier just to think of it that way. So, I'm mentioning it only because I don't think I'm going to be mentioning it again as a as a error, you know? <laughs> at least your issue had the better cover.
0: Uh, I like the variant cover better, I think. Yeah,
1: I don't remember which one the variant. I, I, I've, I've kind of despised almost all of these variant covers so far, so...
0: Well so this the I think the main cover is uh Simon and Jessica fighting off the Phantom Lantern he's on the the larger part of the bottom
1: right. Yes, this was the image that made us think it might be parallax.
0: Okay, yes. The variant cover is Simon and Jessica on the bottom with the Phantom Lantern kind of made up of cosmic energy wispiness above their head.
1: It's really cool looking. Sounds better than most of the variant cover so far
0: I like it just because of the colors of the way uh, the Phantom Lantern like these colors I'd prefer than what you see here on the main cover for this one yeah Yeah, anyways
1: yeah I don't think the cover for 13 is okay the coolest part the cooler part is because it's Tyler Kirkham actually
0: (laughs) yeah the, the main cover I like better than the variant on this one the variant is odd looking
1: it's interesting how the Simon the Simon uh, doppelganger there kind of looks like Arctillo like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or right. venom like.
1: What? Or
0: venom like since yeah, you're right. Be you're right. You're right.
1: is a little. Bit, I think it kind of is more venom like. The teeth. The, the teeth might be more Arkillo like, but but you're right. The tongue and yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a good combination. All right, so let's jump into thirteen, which is the – you hear
0: that guy's teeth and tongue. It's a good combination,
1: <laughs> depending where. Uh, Welcome to
0: 2017 Lantern Cast.
1: Right. This will be our last episode, so enjoy it. <laughs> At least issue 13, the story I think is more interesting, but not necessarily because of Simon and Jessica, which is stuff we'll talk about. All right, so the so we have a very cool opening to this issue, which which is a big splash page, which takes place on Maltus, like about 10 billion years ago, and we have Volthoom going... not not Emperor Volthoom, but like. Like, Volthoom, supposedly, as he, I guess, first appeared back when he was the first Lantern in classic form, with, with his with his weird kind of, like, armor, silver armor on, and you can see a power battery inside his chest, and there's a whole bunch of defeated and or dead Malthusians around him, and he's like, uh, finally I will destroy your civilization and wipe out your species. You know, face the wrath of Volthoom, the first Lantern. Then we have something we kind of have seen multiple times before, which is like a little... Uh, council meeting of guardians trying to figure out how how could things have possibly gone so wrong <laughs> this time it's interesting because they kind of make it they make it clear that at this moment in, in their history they have absolutely no connection to the emotional spectrum whatsoever you know we, we can't we can't stand against them Um I think it's Gansett who's kinda of pointing out that, you know, as as our intellect has increased, you know, our bodies have grown smaller, so pretty much, you know, physically we we can't we really can't stop him. As smart as we are, and they're all concerned about everything we've built, all our achievements are gonna be destroyed now. Uh then of course the, the the moment of truth is like how how can we like pull defeat out of the or victory out of the jaws of defeat here and it's like uh I'll say it, Raimi, and then of course Ra- Raimi comes in, still kind of with the, which I kind of like, but it's kind of like the same attitude that he has now, He's he, even back then he was kind of like a guardian who marched to his own drummer <laughs> and, he, and he, and he, Raimi points out, you know, well, you know, we have a solution here that, you know, we don't have any connection to the emotional spectrum, but pretty much there's all these billions upon billions of, of sentient light forms in the universe who do, so basically we can use have them do the work for us and I think Gantz is pointing out, like, how can you, you know, how, how can you be sure we're not going to be creating more Volthooms? It's like, oh, I got this covered, too. It's because the, quote-unquote, the great heart will scan the universe and, you know, to find defenders we can trust, essentially finding rings that are worthy of whichever spectrum you, we're talking about here. And, of course, the spectrum we're talking about to start with are the Green Lantern rings and Raimi kind of points out I didn't have much time so I could only focus on one part of the spectrum so I, did, I picked the green light of will and he creates the first seven uh, Green Lantern power rings which then goes go off into the universe trying to find worthy recipients now we cut back to Coast City Memorial Park where Simon and Jessica are fighting off fighting and squaring off with their doppelgangers once again, we have the a little bit, and we'll talk about this too, the typical beginning of uh, these issues, which always has Jessica and Simon kind of like reflecting about themselves, who they are, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I like Frank here. Frank's kind of like getting cocky. He's like, e- even your worst fears are pathetic. <laughs> Frank is clearly not impressed. Uh, for a brief moment, you know, even Frank, I guess, probably because he he kind of is not really fear like at the moment. So when that happens, he gets blasted by the full emotional spectrum again. So he kind of has that, you know, that X-ray blue glowish aspect of the Phantom Lantern, and he kind of knows what's going on. It's like, no, not not again. Jessica's, you know, Jessica's construct, her yellow construct opponent keeps playing on. Oh, you can't do this. You're a failure as a Green Lantern, and blah blah blah. blah simon's kind of plays up the fact that you know your your ring is too weak you really don't believe in it that's why you, that's why you have the gun go ahead use the gun i'll show you, you know a ring can never be more powerful than this a con you know a flimsy constructs can't protect you and, and i like the fact that you know the the venom or killo combination grabs simon's gun and, and points points it right at, right at his head going just point and pull the trigger now we cut to frank's apartment in coast city where Emperor Volthoom is hovering over Raimi. Ramy kind of wakes up at this at this point as Volthoom calls to him, and you know, <laughs> Ramy. It's kind of funny. He recognizes Volthoom right away, and Volthoom first just goes almost like arrogantly. It's like, I'm surprised you'd even recognize me, and it's like, well, you well, you know how it is. Some smells you never forget, <laughs> and it's interesting. Uh, ramey points out about you know i didn't hear much when i was in exile but i but i but i heard about you know you dying about necron killing you and that's that's about as dead as it gets again without any real explanation kind of like i'm i i I really hope this is not the only explanation we're going to get some kind of half-assed part about did they leave out the part where i became all powerful where i almost got my final revenge on the guardians and all this stuff and it's like uh uh, Ramey points out that he knows, or mentions that he knows what Volthoom was trying to do, you know, the Malthusian transfer, basically that, something that Gantet himself taught <laughs> Volthoom back in the day, and Ramey's like, you know, don't go down this path, and besides, you know, whatever you're looking for from me, you know, I can't give it to you, and Volthoom goes, come on, Ramey, old friend, we both know, that's a lie. Uh, Ramey kind of point. I gotta stop saying that. Raimi wants to make it clear to Volthuma about, you know, the problem with the problem with the Phantom Lantern that, you know, that this that this person, this human who's using the Phantom Lantern, he's going to die for multiple reasons, including the fact that there is no you know, there's no battery for the Phantom Lantern. Essentially because you have a direct you're like you kind of like mainlined into into the emotional spectrum. So essentially, uses the host as a power battery. So essentially, it's draining them and more or less creating a, creating a almost like a ticking, literally a ticking time bomb inside who's ever using the Phantom Lantern. Since they have they're completely unprepared to be able to use it. We get a very interesting tidbit here back in the beginning of back in the beginning when Rami's talking about tying the Phantom Lantern and, and the danger of it to what happened with Voltho- Volthoom when he first became the, f- the first lantern remember when you first had the power battery in your chest remember what you know what a direct con- what that direct connection did to you and remember what we had to do and why we had to do it as in getting the battery out of you and why we had to lock you in the chamber of shadows of course uh Volthoom rejects all this saying it was you who did this you ruined me you you know you put the battery in my chest Raimi adds, well, hey, you you know, you literally were begging for us to do this. And it's like, I didn't know what it would do. I just wanted to go home. All I ever wanted to do was go home, which is, which is, I like, we'll talk about this more, but it's interesting how we're getting potential. So much more of a flushing out of Volthoom, which, of course, Jeff Johns left so completely blank. It's really easy for somebody to step in and do. Uh, Volthoom makes it clear that, you know, he wants to, he has no problem using, uh, Basically, you, using Rami as the as his weapon of revenge, which I guess once we find out exactly what he was trying to do with the, Mel, you know, Malthus, Mel, the Malthusian uh, the tr- transfer, I guess we'll have an idea. I have a theory. I mean, a con, in my mind, I think I know what he might want to be doing. But uh, at this moment, we cut back to Co- Coast City, and she, you know, the, you know, Jessica's construct keep pushing her to you know pushing her too far, and finally, she you knows she she she. She fights back when she's thinking of thinking of her sister and that her sister has has confidence in her, and the same thing with uh, Simon's doppelganger. He, of course, pushes the wrong button by crossing the line and saying he's going to go after his nephew next, which, of course, is the big trigger for Simon. Don't pick on his family. So Simon, with a big "Stay away from my family," kind of takes out that construct. <laughs> uh, he gets his gun, puts it back in the holster. Fulthum you know, has one of those big emotional spectrum flashes. Uh, his whole body is on fire. Then, of course, then he turns. Then he turns, you know, red with rage. It's like, how are you sabotaging? How are you sabotaging me? You know, it's like, uh, stop it before I tear you apart. Jessica's, you know, kind of like Simon. We have to help him. It's like, uh, now we kind of like juxtapos- juxtapose, excuse me, to uh, Raimi saying, you know, the Phantom Ring is beyond his control. I will seize on his most prominent emotion and transform him accordingly. So we got a nice little another. Vision of the X-ray, seeing the skeleton of Frank when he's in this emotional flux. Simon tells Simon, Simon tells Frank to take off the ring. You know, he's like, "No, I earned it. It's like, Jessica's like, "He's out of control." All of a sudden, <laughs> he gets very hopeful. He turns blue. He's like, "I still got it." It's like, "I can, you know, I can still stop them." I got this, and he's hovering in the air, blue. Jessica's looking at... He's a look at him. He's losing it. He's not strong enough to control the ring. If I wore the ring, what would it show me? My anxiety? My fear? Uh, uh, so, you know, right at the moment, all the, Basically, Frank's going full emotional spectrum again, you know, with the blue X-ray look on him. Uh, is kind of like... Now, you know, Ramy's telling what I mentioned before. It's a Volthuma about the power battery overloading Frank's body, making him a, making him a bomb. You know, Frank's fear hits him. It's like, I can't stop it. You know, uh, I can't. And uh, Jessica tries to get the ring off his hand to help him. Of course, he's, you know, his greed takes over, you know, becomes orange. Don't touch my ring. It's mine. Simon's like, you pull it together or you're going to die. It's like, and your rings are mine too. Give them to me. And Simon and Jessica are trying to figure, you know, kind of like brainstorming ways to help Frank. And Frank's kind of like, you know, it's like I humiliated you. I tried to kill you. I pulled your worst fears out of you, and you're trying to help me. It's like, well, that's what we do, and you know that's what being a Green Lantern is all about. And he goes full emotional spectrum again. It's like, no, it what's happening? Get back, get back. And we kind of see an explosion, and it gives you the impression Frank is blown up, and that you know with the full emotional spectrum energy, that that bluish tint. Flashing at catching Simon and Jessica in the, in, the, in the waves of the explosion, and that ends the Phantom Lantern Part Four. Stan Humphrey's writer; Roman Clicquay, uh artist; Blonde Color, Dave Sharp, letters; Tyler Kirkham and Tomei Mori, cover; Emmanuel Lupicino and Michael Atia, variant cover; Andrew Marino, assistant editor; Mike Cotton, editor; and Eddie Berganza, as always, the group editor. <sighs> all right. Well, first things first. Do you think they
0: retcon something in this issue?
1: Well, that's pretty vague. You want to point me in the right direction here?
0: The Manhunters.
1: Oh, you mean in the order of things happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's when it comes to some of this stuff. I mean, that's why it gets really difficult, it's, and it's and it's hard to know because we have you have you have Humphreys who we know has had had no Green Lantern background at all before he got this book so that that opens the door uh i think even having ramy be as prominent as he was being the architect of the architect of the ring potentially gets in the way of some of uh krona's role in some in the green lantern creation not necessarily but i mean he seems to be kind of crossing into that area where where krona you know where krona kind of had some Ted the door opened anyway so maybe not. i mean you know they could retcon it again while they were working together i don't know i think you're right Yeah, I I think it's tough. I mean, even the Volthoom stuff, like I said, it opens. We don't know much about Volthoom, and he is kind of an open book, so I guess it gives Humphreys a lot of room, because Lord knows Jeff Johns never gave us really any background at all on Volthoom, which was, I think, a big failing of the Wrath of the First Lantern storyline. It would be nice to get a real explanation for why he's not dead, except for a throwaway line. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe again. Hopefully, we'll get something that maybe makes makes this jibe with the Manhunters coming first.
0: Well, part of the reason I asked is is because I kind of have an answer already, and because it was the thing that jumped out to me at, when I first read it before I had an answer. <clears throat> Go ahead. I think this. I think this is. I think this is before. No, I think this is after the Manhunters. But I don't know the exact sequence of events because, and the only reason I know this, and the only reason I think I know this, at least I should say, is because of what Raimi says. He says, uh, "Ganthet says, and how do you, and how can you know we won't be creating more Volthooms?" And Ramy says, "Because these weapons will use the Great Heart to scan the universe for defenders we can trust." Do you remember what the Great Heart is?
1: That's related to. Is that related to... Uh, I'm drawing a blank.
0: Red Lanterns. Uh, the Red Lanterns title, uh, when uh, Atrocitus went to a planet and went down to the center and was a con- confronted with a bunch of machinery and there was a... Oh, gr- you're
1: right, you're right,
0: yeah. That's what the Great Heart is. And if I remember right, what the Great Heart is, is it, the collective... Uh, emotions of the Guardians. Like, they went down and they purged themselves, and they purged into... Uh, of emotions, and they purged into this this receptacle, the Great Heart. So it's kind of odd that the... First and foremost, just, just as a tangent, it's kind of odd that the Guardians are okay with this, because they're like, oh, those were emotions you purged yourself of? Oh, that's gonna be the guidance system for the whole thing. <laughs> um, but it was... Right after that, after they purged themselves, that's when they then went to Oa and established themselves as, as guardians. So I'm pretty sure this is after the Great Heart is created and after the Manhunters have become a failed experiment but I don't know how long after they become a failed experiment because they don't mention the man hunters here.
1: No,
0: yeah. I mean, these rings run on, on the, on, on the energy of willpower, the same stuff that the man hunters ran on. So the fact that nobody brings it up as a, as a possible counterpoint, like, wait, isn't this the same power the man hunters used and blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, I don't know. That's the only reason thing that gives me pause. With Sequence of Events ways, the only way this can work is if it happens after the Great Heart and pretty darn close to after the Guardians have become a fail. The the Manhunters have become a failed experiment for the Guardians. That's true. But, again, they don't mention the Manhunters at all. Nope. So, who knows? Yeah. What do you think of it otherwise?
1: Well, this—I mean—I think the if you we look at this arc as a whole so far, I think, I, well, there are this contradictions and things going on here, and, and lack of clair, clarity, as in, and hopefully we're going to get this at the end because we know they're uh, technically this storyline wrapped up by now. Plus, we're going to get the kind of almost almost the epilogue issue with more about Volthoom, but I. I think the thing that's good. <clears throat> I think this story arc has been really interesting, but it hasn't certainly been interesting. I think because of Simon and Jessica. I think, no. I think that. I mean, this issue. This this, this issue kind of sums it up. The part with Simon and Jessica is kind of borderline repetitive, and it's kind of not really interesting. All the interesting stuff is the prologue going back to you know ten billion years ago, and all the stuff going on between Raimi and Volthum. That's the part that's interesting in this book, and for the most part, that's the stuff that's been really interesting in this storyline to begin with. With Frank thrown in as, as the other part, Frank himself—he's not a great, hes not, I don't find him a particularly interesting character, but because of what, because his background is in, somewhat interesting, and because of the powers of the, of the Phantom Lantern Ring, because he has the ring, he is—he's yeah. interesting to watch to see what what happens and what's going to happen to him but when your two main characters are like the, you know at the bottom of the list of why of things you like about these store about these issues in this arc that's not good. I don't there's not a whole lot of character development going on here with Jessica and Simon. And as other people have pointed out kind of and I agree, you know, you know it kind of gets pointed out ad nauseum, but I think it's true. It's like we don't need every issue beginning with "Oh, you know, I'm Jessica Cruz. I'm friend, You know, I'm Simon Baz." Or variations on the theme about who they are and and we're partners. And this is, you know, this is this and this. is it's like we don't need. You know, you're, you're like, you're over. You know, you're f- about four, oh, oh, fourteen issues in now of of, of this book. You, you can You should be catering to the, if anything, to the people who are actually reading this book. Who, who are still reading this book, you don't need to have that kind of pref that opening, you know, the preface in every single issue. I didn't like it when they did it in the, in the, with Hal, and in the Green Lantern series, too. It gets redundant. It gets redundant. You don't need it. You know what it's almost like? And they almost would be better served. Do you remember how, like, Marvel Comics used to, I don't, I don't remember if DC did this, but Marvel Comics, like, in the 70s into the 80s, how they had that box in the top, of, the, of the, each issue and they kind of give the origin like the unfettered fury like Bruce Banner you know when when you get when yeah. struck by gamma radiation yeah Mo- always, they always would have that, yeah, little, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that little box that basically would tell you everything you needed to know about the character and why and who they are in that one box and that was that didn't take away from the story and didn't take away from the art that's almost if DC wants to do something try to do go back to do something doing something like that we don't need this every issue because it. it it takes away space and story. I mean, it's like it's like the stuff we didn't like about Lost Army with those flashbacks. I mean, those flashbacks made up almost an entire issue by the time that miniseries ended. And it's like, what's the? Po- I mean, there was a point. Be interesting to find out what that point would have been if we ever do get our, get our lost interview with Cullen Bunn going. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, I, I I like this issue as a whole. I. I think the Ramey Volthoom stuff is, is really really interesting. I don't think I don't think the Simon Jessica stuff is particularly interesting at all.
0: I got a theory about Frank. Go ahead. I think Frank is Volthoom, and I, by that I think I don't necessarily mean the exact same person, but Frank and Volthoom are the same person, but from different realities. That's oh, what so, you're, I think. so you're
1: not going the time you're not going the time traveling route where you think both where you think Frank will eventually become Volthoom.
0: No. I think they're the same person, but different realities. I think that's the only reason Volthoom hunted him specifically down, and I think that's the only reason Volthoom is even tolerating him. Right now, he's in, in, in aggravated at his little emotional outbursts and that he can't control himself because he sees himself in it, and he's pissed off and he's trying to fix it. And make Frank, you know, into more like him instead of just saying, ah, oh, screw it, I'm gonna start over with somebody else."
1: That's an interesting. That's an interesting take on it. I, I could, I, I, could see something like, like that. Obvious obviously, the Phantom. I mean, Frank is serving a purpose too because he's a distraction for the Green Lanterns.
0: Yeah. So that Well, is, that, also remember when, when the first Lantern first showed up. First showed up. We were like, "Oh, that looks like Hal." Frank, depending on who's drawing him, looks kind of like Hal. Right. So, you know, we got three different people, depending on when they're being drawn and by whom, kind of look like Hal.
1: And there is, I mean, when you go back, and I'm picturing this in my head now, going back to Wrath, the, like, the first issue of Wrath of the First Lantern, when, you know, when Volthoom just kind of, like, pops through the portal and seeing, you know, you know, the beginning of the universe or whatever with the hand and everything else, and then he pops through with his little astronaut outfit and everything else. There is a, there is a resemblance to Frank. They yeah, I think I I think I so there, there could be some there one way or the other either I I think that's a I think that's a very good thought I think it's a very possible explanation where either it is from a different reality or again it could be that loop thing it could be kind of like almost like the Terminator loop or the uh, or Planet of the Apes loop where he or Frank does eventually become Volthoom just to go back and you know just help Frank become himself and things like that so I don't know it's it's, in, it's that but this is the part and I, i'm just and i'm just afraid just based on what we saw in the red lantern you know in the red lantern arc that we're not going to get a whole lot of explanation out of this you know when it ends yeah. it's gonna, especially with all the time being spent with Volthum that that we are getting some interesting things i mean i, I kind of it's kind of interesting seeing the whole lantern in your chest thing kind of like predating the alpha lanterns too the uh but it's kingdom come
0: it's kingdom come uh first lantern oh
1: yeah uh <laughs> But, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's an entertaining read, and it's not a bad arc, and I can't even say, compared to where we were with some of the Green, like, certainly with the main Green Lantern title when it ended before, uh, before Rebirth, I can't say this isn't better, necessarily, I'm just saying, I just think that it's really, really, really not doing much from a character development point of view, though maybe we're gonna get that soon, since, since it would seem that the are force. They're foreshadowing Jessica getting the the Phantom Lantern ring, after this arc ends, and kind of being tutored by Raimi. It seems like that's the likely outcome of all this. But
0: yeah, I mean, and, and for Sam Humphreys, I'll say this series is not without its <clears throat> faults. I don't think, but Sam Humphreys is definitely trying. Oh yes, I think. I, like, I mean, the fact that Frank, in and of himself, is a character. Remember, we talked about this. He was in like the first appearance. Yep. Of Green Lantern, so he's as old as the character Of Green Lantern itself, so Well, of Hal Jordan, uh, rather And, you know, the fact that you have The reference to the Great Heart in here Which is a, you know We don't necessarily fondly remember that Portion of the Red Lanterns series But, uh, you know It's a good callback, um So, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of things in here That he's shouting out, Memorial Park I mean, when was the last time we even saw Memorial Park, um so there's there's a bunch of stuff in here that's that he's definitely trying on. So I can appreciate and see that, but I I do agree that there's some stuff that just needs to be worked out and I feel like should be worked out by 14 issues in. But technically we're only talking about half the time that, you know, a normal 14 issues would take, right? So can we really fault him for it just at this point? So
1: and just going and just using Volthoom because you think about it, Volthum's hasn't he hasn't been off the table that that long, but it's been a, it's been a decent amount of time since he's been off the table. I yeah, mean, I mean, so it's it's so and like I said, in a way, Volthoom was a not just because he kind of was an untapped potential to begin with as a, as a character. He was a good he was a good character for Humphrey's to to kind of resurrect because of the fact that as we talked about before Jeff Johns did nothing in, as far as giving you a background in this guy. He gave you no background, he gave you no motivation, he gave you he gave you literally nothing of of really of why how Volthoom became the how he became the first lantern, all the rationale behind it. We just know that he kind of got warped by it when it happened, but we didn't get it. So he kind of was a blank slate. So that's a perfect kind of vi- a perfect kind of character or villain to grab onto if you're a new writer and a to the, new to this character and the mythos, because it's kind of hard to you know misstep on it from a background point of view from his with him. So
0: but. yeah. All right. Anything else?
1: Was there anything in your issue you wanted to talk about?
0: No, not really. I mean, if there's something you want to go out, uh, talk about, that's that's fine with me. But honestly, it's kind of all the same issue.
1: That is true. I'm, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I do, I do, I do find it somewhat interesting that obviously there has to be a... maybe because of the whole direct connection to the emotional spectrum, there was something extremely seductive about the Phantom Lantern Ring. That it's something yeah. that, that it's it's something is that as, once you get a taste of it, even if we even if you just are near it that it makes that it's something that you can't really get out of your head the fact that both i mean simon had it on did jessica have it on yet
0: uh not yet
1: not yet so she's 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 just she's just either craving it because of how close she is to it and or seeing how how important it is to frank besides the few seconds that simon had it on simon obviously had a direct connection when he had it on and he still kind of wants it for himself so it's so it's so that I, I'm kind of intrigued by that about the about you know the raw seduction that that ring has that that power. So I I think that's pretty that's pretty interesting to see where they're going to go with it.
0: All right. Anything else? Uh,
1: I don't really think so. I think uh, there were I mean they were interesting issues, but I don't think there's that much to you know to no. dive deep into.
0: Yeah, um, we're not intentionally trying to shortchange this, guys. It's just not a lot here. I feel like the I've read pieces of the next issue, so I feel like there's going to be more there to talk about, but we'll see. Uh, obviously, the, the next time we cover Green Lanterns, we'll have more than just one issue to talk right. about. So the next two issues, I'm assuming we'll have more to them.
1: Uh, but that's going to do
0: it for this episode. Mark, you want to tell people where they can find us?
1: Sure. Uh, you can visit our website, lanterncast.com. Uh, you can access our forums, besides checking out everything, our encyclopedias, uh, dark store reviews, blogs, you name it, we have it there. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag GLCast to locate us on any of those. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. <coughs> if you like us on either one of those or both, please leave us a positive review. Best ways to contact us, lanterncast at gmail.com. And our voicemail, 708lantern. So use any one of those and let us know what you think.
0: All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.